Welcome to the New American Weekly with Kate Daly. Let's get right to the most pressing headlines of the week. It's not about the right or the left, it's just about the truth. Let's do this. Hi there, welcome. I'm Kate Daly, your host. The New American Weekly. Get over to thenewamerican.com. They've got some great pieces right now. AP did a hit hit piece on them. Of course the AP would do a hit piece on them. Why wouldn't they? (laughs) AP does a hit piece on anything that's not them. And uh, they don't like competition. And what's funny is the New American is such great reporting. And it's so um, factual. And it puts, it just blows AP out of the water because the AP doesn't know how to report things. It just reports what the Pentagon wants them to report. And people are starting to realize that. And so they did a big hit piece on the New American. And you know that you're over the target when they do a hit piece on you. I had a I had an AP hit piece on me um, back about 2016. And, and uh, they were talking, you know, they were quoting me. And I was saying how mainstream media is so corrupt. And it was kind of funny. It was like an ironic moment. <laughs> so quoting me saying they're corrupt. I mean, you can't make this stuff up. Um, That it landed in the New York Times. It was funny. Anyway, so welcome to the show. And let's talk about some of the most pressing things, shall we? Because there there are a few things, actually, that we could, uh, that, that we need to talk about. And then I want to tell you a story about me. And I know, and but there's a couple of reasons I want to tell you this story. So the Carrie Lake bribe, this was fascinating. Let me go ahead and play this tape. And this was uh, Rhino Jeff DeWitt of the Republican Party there uh, tries to bribe Carrie Lake. Here we go. So what's going on? What is, uh, I'm assuming this is our friend. Uh, this is, this is, this is back east. They, there are very powerful people that want to keep you out. I know they do. But they're willing to put their money where their mouth is. In a big way. So, this conversation never happened. This is crazy, though. They should want me. I'm a great candidate. People love me. These people are corrupt. Well, maybe you're right. They are right. They are corrupt. Maybe. This is right. Don't don't go. Do me a favor, though. I don't get myself in trouble. This, if you you say no, which is fine. It's your choice. Don't tell people. They're going to try to have me murdered. Wow. Uh, interesting, right? Carrie Lake of Arizona, who was denied being governor. Okay. The reason this clip is sketchy to me is because Jeff DeWitt almost sounds excited, like he's salivating over the fact that they want to bribe her with lots of money from the East Coast, like he's delivering these secrets that are so crazy. And, um, and we all know that this is pretty much how the parties run, right? They're total corporations. They care about getting more money. So I think a lot of the drama is created to um, to create more money. But I, the, 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 the fact that he was salivating over this, now he has since resigned, <laughs> saying, and, and he tried to make it the crime about the fact that he was recorded without his knowledge, which in Arizona you can do, by the way. But that wasn't the crime. <laughs> the crime was the fact that there were people in the, on the East Coast that wanted to bribe her, and he was the deliverer of the message. That's the crime. Let's be real. So that was kind of interesting, wasn't it? And uh, that and the fact that, and I'm glad she exposed that audio for sure. And it kind of shows some of the people we're working with, because over the course of 13 years that I've been on the radio, 
Um, the people that have given me the most grief and censored me the most, actually, it isn't the Democrats that you'd think. It was actually my own base, my own Republicans, the ones that claimed they were Christian and conservative, but they were far from it. Those were the people that uh, have silenced me the most or tried to. Okay. Um, so it's, I believe this wholeheartedly because I've seen it over and over and over again and it's disparaging and I know that it leaves you like wow this <laughs> do we have a side on our side the only thing we have on our side is the truth and it's not if going to be found in the in the tribes of the right or the left it's going to be found just in the truth you'll see a lot more people going independent mark my words on that because they're tired of this every time the rhinos like the Mitt Romneys, the Lindsey Grahams, uh, the Mitch McConnells, you name it. Every time they say we have to have the win, you'll hear that from your local Republican Party. It's the win. It's the win. Democrats do the same thing. We have to have the House. We have to have the win. What does the win get you, though? What's the result? What do, what do you actually accomplish? And why? Um, we haven't reversed anything in the way of liberty. We haven't all the liberty that's been taken from us, a million laws and regulations a year, more taxation, everything that we are dealing with every day and the loss of um, privacy and the loss of free speech and the loss of, of Second Amendment, the loss of everything. Right. They haven't reversed anything. Anytime we've had the house, we haven't done anything with it. Now, the lefties, they do a lot with it. They actually pu- they actually push the ball further down the field into communism. But guess what, folks? On the right, we're letting them. <laughs> we're letting them. It's like backdoor deals. We're, we're letting them do it and then crying out and going, oh, no. Oh, no. And we're letting them. There's no, there's no pushback. The other side isn't gaining any ground. We're not getting close to the, to the pole. We're, we're basically just letting them trample all over us and then crying out and saying that it's their fault. So I totally believe that clip. Also, what was really strange, Megan Kelly, Megan Kelly was now she's got her own website, um, over a million subscribers overnight. Okay. Um, so those are always big red flags to me. But the she, she was actually talking about uh, Michelle Obama um, from her sources coming into the game in May and Biden doing a resignation, right? Remember the old clip? I even have it where Biden says, yeah, if I ever wanted out of this, I would just fake a disease and I would resign. <laughs> okay. Well, if that happens in May and Michelle takes, oh, Michelle takes that spot, she was actually saying, wonderful. Wouldn't that be great? And I'm like, why would that be great? Michelle Obama, you might as well just, I mean, Hire the window cleaner. They don't. She. This is ridiculous. Michelle Obama. So, <laughs> um, yeah. What, what did she do? Give us horrible school lunch. Thank you. Yes, please run for president. I mean, <clears throat> it's absolutely ridiculous, right? <clears throat> so, and <clears throat> sorry about that. Her and her husband clearly doing so many horrid things to this nation for so long. Wouldn't put her hand on her heart, wouldn't, kept trashing on the nation, kept telling us how awful America was, would love to turn America inside out, are very communist in all of their ideals and beliefs, and also do what we say, not what we do, (laughs) right? So you guys go share everything you have with everybody. We don't have to share, though. 
that was their mentality. She said that on clips. I mean, it was it was amazing to watch this. Very, very um, loving the idea of socialism, loving the idea of um, of communism. And I don't say that lightly. I don't throw that word around lightly. But the things that they were pushed through, and Obama, I honestly think he had he did not meet the qualifications for president. But anyway, so there was that. And then there was Alex Soros. Alex Soros putting out that picture of the cash and it amounted to $47. And one of the bills was upside down, marking the year 1863 when Lincoln was assassinated. And um, basically a bullet hole through the money. Okay, this thing was very obvious. They didn't want you leaving thinking that you didn't get what was trying to be said here. And it was obviously an assassination looking kind of thing on Trump. Okay. So he puts that out there. What I have to say about it is probably going to be a little different than other people. I think they put this out for drama. There's no way Soros would link himself to an assassination threat on purpose unless they just very publicly wanted you to see this. They very publicly um, were wanting the drama in the press. They wanted everybody talking about it. They wanted a clue-like kind of thing going on, right? And this is more circus, ladies and gentlemen. It's more circus. If you were going to do that, you would do it on the down low. You wouldn't attach a very famous name. His dad is George Soros. You would not attach a famous name to this and make it look so threatening and so in your face. So this was about, so when we, when I say creating drama, the drama creates validity over the election, Okay. Every time they have a fight about it, every time they have drama around it, they're trying to create validity. Make no mistake that this is about that, that this is about, they wanted you to see it, in other words. Okay. Alex Soros wanted you to see that for a reason. More drama. Be right back on the New American Weekly with Kate Daly. The John Birch Society has been working tirelessly since 1958 to preserve freedom, safeguard the Constitution, and restore our God-given rights. We continually educate voters and lead the freedom movement. Join us as we work against a tyrannical one-world government. United as one, we can defeat this conspiracy against a free America. JBS founder Robert Welch said, education is our total strategy and truth our only weapon. Go to jbs.org and join us in restoring this great nation. Welcome back. Kate Daly for the New American Weekly. How are you? Hope you're having a great weekend. And I just wanted to say, please get over to Birch Gold. Um, All you have to do, if you have your phone handy, just text 989898 and text my name, Kate. Okay? And when you do that, it's amazing uh, what will happen. You'll get some free information about doing something that won't cost you anything, and that is to shore up your IRAs and your retirement, the things you worked so hard for in life that are out there that you're worried about, back them up with gold. Okay? They'll help you to understand if your situation, you should do that. And uh, their information is free. You don't have anything to lose. 989898. And text my name, Kate. It's that simple. You'll get that free information. And I'll be so glad that you have it. Also, um, I just want to talk about a couple of things um, that were kind of that, that were hitting that were very interesting this week. Number one, um, the Dutch queen, uh, Queen Maxima. I know that's her name. Anyway, Queen Maxima of the Netherlands called for a universal digital ID at the World Economic Forum meeting in Davos and said it was very necessary for financial services. I'm sorry, what? It was very necessary for financial services? Hmm, the digital 
universal digital ID. Oh, yeah. And then it's also good for school enrollment, health, vaccination or not. And it's good for uh, your subsidies from the government. Hmm. Now, remember, back when they did the CARES money, there was a section of the bill and it was the first part of the section. And I have screenshots of it still to this day. And in the CARES Act of 2020, when they were really looting our country for a trillion dollars during uh, COVID, when no one was looking, paying attention, um, was the fact that they had these kiosks. They wanted kiosks in every post office. This is what they were asking for in the bill, but it got taken out just before it went through. And they were going to spend millions of dollars on these kiosks and everyone was going to be given a card. And that card was your access way. So everybody lives near a post office somewhere, right? So millions of dollars spent on these kiosks. The money would be loaded onto the card by the government. It's basically universal payments. Okay. This is what she's talking about. You get your subsidies from the government and we get to know if you're vaccinated and we get your financial um, um, portfolio and we get all your uh, health. Yeah. So excruciatingly evil. And she's calling for this. Of course, the Netherlands. Interesting. You know, there's a lot of um, issues over there with farming and and everything else. And I thought this was kind of interesting. But the France farmers uh, protest, they were protesting with roadblocks against all of these regulations and high costs. And it was so fascinating to watch them. And we've done that over here. Um, We've actually protested over here. And the the farmers and and so forth would bring bring the big tractors right to the White House. Actually, dumped a tractor on the White House lawn, which I actually kind of loved. Um, I have to be honest, and uh, I love that. And then they tried to come back with a bill for like a million dollars. Well, the farmers went back and they sought, resotted and everything. So the bill was was never gone after the million dollar bill for for a ten cent problem, but. Here we are, we're watching these explode, these these uh, people across the world that are finally getting fed up, finally getting angry. And I'm telling you, that's spreading. Just because the mainstream media doesn't talk about it every day, doesn't mean it's not happening. These protesters in France were using roadblocks um, that spread in many regions, and Macron's uh, government plans to uh, remove tax breaks for farmers for agricultural diesel that will affect their costs. The government has imposed an environmental regulation on them, demanding that 20% of the crops be organic, but without compensation for the farmers. So France imported uh, more than one chicken out of two consumed in 2022, mostly from Belgium. Poland and Brazil and France lost uh, has uh, France lost has 20% of its farms between they have lost 20% of their farms between 2010 and 2020. This is rampant. There was a huge, huge article about um, China buying up more and more fertile farmland. We're going to see more of that. Now, the NACs that I talked about, the natural asset company that's on hold for right now. That's good news. That's that's a victory. Although I hesitate to say victory because they're going to be back with more um, with them, with the SEC pushing these natural asset companies, which allow not like it's not going on right now, but they would allow in even a bigger way. Uh, China, foreign companies, BlackRock, anyone to the highest bidder buy our public lands our public land. So right now they're buying our fertile farmlands and then this would allow public lands. Yeah. And then private. So selling off America piece by piece while everyone's eyeballs are on the election. The drama of the election. You know, I went back into um, 
2021 and 2022. You just can't believe how many articles are Trump versus Biden, Trump versus Biden, Trump versus Biden. Just like they kind of knew what was going to happen and they kind of knew, like when I see all these other people running for president and trying to create the drama around it, it's, <laughs> they, they were already telling us what the matchup was going to be. They were already, they were already letting us in on that. And no wonder uh, Ron got out so quickly. No wonder Vivek got out so quickly. Um, maybe promised roles in the, in the new administration. Even Biden had a slip up and said Trump was going to be the next president. Interesting. Now, before we get all excited about that, because I know that a lot of people on our right will be very excited about that. I just have to say again, why do you think Trump's running if he knows it's rigged? It doesn't make sense. Can you answer that question? No one can. Um, Unless you want to see a bigger chess game going on. And in the Nixon years, when they kind of co-opted the presidency, the CIA, from then on, have any of the elections been legit? I mean, I go back to 19, 19, the, be- the beginning of 1900s. But honestly, with the CIA in charge, um, because back then you had handlers, but this is a different kind of handler. This is the whole situation being handled <laughs> and not in a good way. But that's what I'm trying to say. It's It's calculated. It's calculated. They put in team, e, t- team A, then they put in Team B. And what would create more drama in this country than Trump getting in and something happening to him or Trump getting in and, of course, the leftists go crazy because they've only been taught to hate him for certain very weird reasons that don't, that don't make sense, right? It's just hate to hate. So the reason I bring this up is can we please look at a bigger chessboard Can we please kind of broaden our scope a little bit to kind of look at what's really going on? Because if you remove yourself from the drama of the election and you know that it's probably going to be fixed, then you take away some of the power of that. Okay, there's a reason that they want us totally enthralled every five seconds with a new piece of drama or a threat or today's threat was Haley saying something about Trump and, you know, come after me, you know, just really childish things right but i think it's beyond that i think there's more of a game being played here and that we the people need to need to figure this out and if we can see beyond this then we take away the power of what's happening in our country and we start to figure out ways and get more interested in local politics and get more interested in county politics where you have some control and you start to out the people that are that are doing the things right you start to out them And that's truly what we need right now. We need that sort of outing. Um, I'm going to come right back on the New American Weekly. And of course, stay with me. Go to thenewamerican.com. They have wonderful articles right now and so much in-depth reporting right now on all the headlines. So you're going to love it. I know you're going to love it. I do too. And I'll talk about, I'll talk about me. I'll give you a story right when I, right when I come back. Here we go. Self-reliance. It's not a phrase we hear much in our culture these days. It might conjure up images of pioneers, the West, rifles, strapping men, and strong women. But what does it mean for us in today's world? The New American Magazine has just released its latest collector's edition, Self-Reliance, Foundation of Freedom. 
In it, the New American authors outline the necessity of self-reliance for a free people, tips for self-reliant living, and the importance of not giving up hope. This unique edition includes articles on the self-sufficiency of the founders, preparing for a worst-case scenario, firearms, financial self-reliance, the importance of community, and many other topics by expert writers. Now, for a limited time, The New American is offering a bundle of three collector's editions, Self-Reliance, The Great Reset, and Trump World, for just $19.95. A great stocking stuffer, available at shopjbs.org. Visit shopjbs.org today. Welcome back. Dave Daly with the New American Weekly. Just hitting the top headlines. That's all. Uh, giving you the most uh, crucial things of the week and a few things that probably weren't mentioned in mainstream, I would imagine. That's kind of how it rolls. Uh, but go to thenewamerican.com and uh, you will see some uh, fantastic reporting. My gosh, they nail it. Um, I've been going there a long time and I'm going to tell a story, a little story about that and about me, kind of give you an idea. Um, and it really actually has a couple of reasons why I'm giving you the story. But uh, first off, I just wanted to mention um, Colorado hospital workers were told to get this Ebola vaccine. And um, I'm not sure how how much Ebola is threatening them. Probably not. Um, what is Ebola? I mean, give me a break. And also the drug, the experimental drug that they want everybody to use, remdesivir, um, for uh, covid came from the Ebola study, but failed the Ebola study. It was just killing off too many people, but that was, and that was the only study it was ever in. It was killing too many of the people. And so they um, used that one for COVID right out of the gate. <laughs> no, no experiments, nothing. Anyway, they're telling people to get this Ebola vaccine and they're saying it, uh, it, it sheds off on somebody else 31% of the time. That doesn't sound very good, does it? No, it does not. Um, please. Stop taking the stuff they want you to take, please. It's just getting really bad out there. So I want to tell you, I, people ask me all the time how I got into radio, but it's a really interesting story in some way for to kind of get a glimpse of talk radio in general, okay? So I was in marketing and sales, and I wasn't, I just never even thought about the radio. I had won tickets. I had won tickets to a... Um, uh, to, to, at, at a local radio station, I had won tickets on Facebook for the movies and we were big moviegoers. And uh, so I thought, oh, great. So I've never really won tickets before. So I go in and this very odd thing happened to me. Okay. I'll share it with you, even though it's going to sound weirder than weird. Um, and not like this kind of stuff happens in my life all the time. It surely does not. But as I was standing there, this little voice said to me, this, ma this male voice, it was just very odd. And it just said, you're going to work here with these people. And I looked around and I thought, did anyone else hear that? It was really a strange thing. And um, at the time, I thought, why, why in the world would I ever work at a radio station? I mean, why? And so I, I went home and I, I told my spouse, you know, this, is, this, is, this was the weirdest thing that happened to me today. And uh, he said, well, why don't you apply? I mean, it's kind of odd, but maybe you'll do sales and marketing. So I thought, okay. I actually applied to a rival radio station. Okay. That also started with the same letter. So I thought that I was, I was emailing the radio station. Well, I wasn't, I was emailing the other station. Well, the other station never got back to me. And then I kept running into people from this 
particular station. And I thought, okay, that's strange. And so then I decided, okay, I'll just apply. I mean, maybe there's a reason I should work there, right? Maybe it's a God thing. I don't know. So I, um, I apply. And when I go in, I thought I would be in sales and marketing. And that's actually the division that was interviewing me. Well, there was a person that left um, this talk radio show that they were doing there a couple of days before. A gal, she just up and left. And so I said, okay. So, so this, this guy that hires me goes, well, I guess um, there's a spot open. Do you want to be on air? And I went, oh, no, 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 no. That's not why I'm here. I would never want to be on air because I just didn't, didn't think a lot of DJs. I didn't think a lot of that kind of stuff. I just, my mind wasn't even on radio at all. And uh, never a quest for radio. So, um, so I, he said, well, I- I you want to start? I feel like I should probably put you on the show. And I, he goes, do you, do you have an interest in politics? And I said, well, I guess I read the paper. I mean, I, like everyone else, I watch Fox News. And um, he goes, you're hired. I said, I'm hired? That's it? That's all I need to know? Yep. So I started the next Monday. And um, he said, if you like it, you'll love it. If you don't, you'll hate it. <laughs> you'll know after one day. And I got on and I did three hours of talk radio. Okay. And I was like second banana. And the guy that was, um, I, I worked with it. I was on the show with, he was actually turned out to be a really good mentor and, and taught me a lot about freedom. But the craziest part about the beginning of the story is that was the only reason I was hired was, oh, you have a nice voice. And uh, hey, um, <laughs> do you know anything about politics? Great. You read the newspaper? Fine. And I thought, that's crazy. What do you mean? That's, that's it? That's all you have to know? There wasn't any um, like understanding of what I knew about or did I understand the Constitution or, you know, I'm going to be interviewing guests. Do I, do, I, do I know anything, right, about politics or government? Do I know anything about history? Nothing. Not one single question. And, you know, I think they do that for a reason. I think they do it to kind of keep people just not knowing a whole lot. Because the problem is once you start knowing a whole lot and you start investing your time, which is what I was doing, started um, spending three and four hours at the time, five hours a night researching and studying all the things I didn't know, the things I didn't learn in high school. And what's so crazy about that is that I had a curiosity, a natural curiosity, and the mentor that I was working with, the guy whose show it was, because I was second banana, um, I, I was, I mean, I was getting beat down every day. Callers were calling in. I didn't know anything. They knew it. I mean, it was just, they would ask me if I was blonde. I mean, it was just, <laughs> and I'm not, I'm a brunette. So it was, it was kind of horrible, kind of hard every single day. I would literally say a prayer on the, on the way to work in the morning so that I would know even what to say because I didn't know anything and I didn't know I didn't know anything. I was very smart in business and and I was making products and I was doing all kinds of things that way, but I didn't know anything about history and I didn't know anything about government. And here I was, you know, in my 40s and it was uh, beginning of my 40s. It was just insane that what I didn't know. And the things that came up were like that I started realizing I didn't know anything were uh, the seatbelt. There was a big debate on air about seatbelts. And the person that I was working with said, you should have the freedom to choose that. And I was on the air going, well, it's okay. It's a law. <laughs> it's okay if you get a fine. It's okay if the government's choosing for you. And he was like, why is that okay? Why is that? Why is that fine? Shouldn't you have the freedom to choose that? And I thought, I know, but it makes everybody safe. And he's like, but can't you make yourself safe? Isn't that what you're supposed to do? 
Shouldn't you have that responsibility? We give way too much responsibility to government. So I really started, he was pretty libertarian, and I started really kind of thinking outside the box a little bit more about the things I believed in and what I, what I, what I would think about government. And I realized how much of government we accept, right? Because talk radio, most hosts don't know a whole lot of history. Most hosts don't know a whole lot, you know, behind the door, behind the curtain of what's going on. And so you talk about the things of the day and you, you go on and you find out what everyone else is saying on the right. and You kind of repeat it, right? Like a parrot. And it seems to sell. Why? Because it's entertaining. It's entertaining. And there's something kind of weird about that because it's so entertaining. Person has a nice voice or they're playing some clips and they're giving you some comments. But where's the context and context and the history and the the behind, you know, the, 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 the curtain kind of thing. Why aren't we talking about, because we can learn so much about history, about the truth in history, what we've suppressed, what, we, what we're not honest about, all of those things. And that started coming up for me all the time. And I thought, I've, I've got to own my show. I've got to, real, I've got to, I've got to get out there and, and own it because people are telling me what to kind of say and what kind of not to say, you know? And, and when corporations own you, they can do that and they can say, well, it's the sponsors, you know? They, we don't want to offend them. We don't want to offend anybody. And so what they do is they keep the information very light. And the information is very much a... Um, it's kind of a like, you know, keep them entertained and, you know, they'll be fired up and, 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 but not too fired up. So fired up, but not too fired up. Um, mad, but not too mad. Okay. And, and this is kind of how it went. And I thought, this isn't okay. We're not, you got to tell the truth. And when I was stumbling on things, I wanted to tell the truth about those things. And when I saw Common Core come in, I wanted to talk about that. And when I saw, um, people um, getting getting shot in the back for being a patriot or they weren't even doing anything. They were trying to teach the Constitution. And when I saw these things going on, I, I felt so deeply for the country and such a love for the country that I, could not, I couldn't be quiet about it. Well, what happens? What happens to a talk radio host when they don't want to be quiet? <laughs> right? What happens? Well, that's interesting. So I'll talk about that when I come back. But it was a lot of that. It was a lot of trying to figure out the truth. Where do you find the truth? Yeah. There's a lot more to this story. Be right back on the New American Weekly with Kate Daly. Hey, America. How tired are you of mainstream corporate media's biased narratives and manipulated news? Their dishonesty and attempts to influence this generation have been exposed put on display for anyone who's even half paying attention. But the New American Magazine has been an honest source of news and commentary for over 50 years. This is your opportunity to receive the stalwart of principled journalism at a deep discount. Picture a beautifully published magazine arriving at your doorstep twice a month, packed with insightful stories written with integrity. It's also available digitally on the New American's mobile app. Get up to speed with intelligent coverage from a freedom perspective. Right now, for a limited time, The New American is available to radio listeners at a 25% discount on a new subscription. Visit thenewamerican.com slash Welcome back. The New American Weekly with Kate Daly. Go to thenewamerican.com. 
You'll love it. You'll love it. You'll finally feel like, oh my gosh, I'm actually getting some truth here. <laughs> it's amazing. They have a lot of in-depth um, reporting, a lot of in-depth interviews too, and they're always bringing things to light about what's going on globally, which I love. Also, balanceofnature.com. If you want a supplement that actually works, because I know you probably have a drawer full of them, um, and I know all of us do, right? Um, we want to know what works, and we all know we should be taking some sort of food supplement because our nutrition and our food has gone so far down over the last 100 years. This is 31 fruits and vegetables with no pesticides. They grow their own, and it's they're beautiful, okay? No chemicals whatsoever. And it goes into this product that's very natural, 31 fruits and vegetables a day. Seriously, it's the most amazing product. So balanceofnature.com. My family loves it. I love it. My friends love it. I got everybody on it. And um, go to balanceofnature.com. Code word is Kate. You'll get 35% off in free shipping, and you'll love it too. So I started on the air, and... Um, I started really researching and it was hard and I took on, it's almost like a whole second job. I would go do the show and then I would, I would um, start researching from when I got home until I still do all these years later um, for, until two, three in the morning because I'm so fascinated. And one of the biggest thing that's, things that's missing right now is curiosity. That is one of the hardest things because we, we're not a curious people anymore and we should be. We love to be entertained. I've said many times, probably even said it here too, that we enrolled in an adult education class, but we didn't know that we were. And that adult education class was every night, sometimes for some people 24-7, news media. We invite them into our home and they try to teach us about current events. And one of the first stories I did was the fact that they have these video programmed videos from the Pentagon and they took away local reporting and they started implementing where it looks like it's local reporting, but it's not. And these um, videos are done by a section of the army and they do these, these video releases. And this is all controlled, like what we want you to know about what's going on overseas um, any other country and even here. And, but it was all controlled by the Pentagon and it was people in the armed forces that were part of this program. And I thought, that's a little strange. Why do they have to do that? Why can't reporters be reporters? Well, it goes right along with the AP, what I started out with, with the AP. Um, the AP is since the mid 1800s has it developed into a propaganda machine. And it was what the, it was what they wanted you to know. People ask me now, how did I know 2020? How did I know so much of it was such a farce? And it was because the media and the government were all on one accord, one story, one narrative, one script. Nobody asked any real questions. That's how I knew. I knew that something was very wrong with what, what was going on. And so now that I've learned so much, so many financial things were going on with our country that they didn't want people to know about, so, many, um, so much looting going on. So much money going everywhere, hospitals being, you know, paid off um, and airlines and all kinds of industries, trucking, all kinds of shifts happened in 2020 and not in a good way. But how did I know? And, and this is for future reference, because this is how you realize that you're not being told the truth is when no one asks a single good common sense question. And the fact that they were selling the masks and everything else as what they were selling, I mean, it was like life or death and it was the sniffles. And anyway, it was the flu recategorized. 
So whenever they're on the same pitch and no one asks any questions, but it's like a script verbatim from station to station to station, you were going to hear the exact same thing with nobody questioning and the government all saying the exact same thing, then you know something's wrong with the information. I also read um, the book by Don Fotheringham, The President Makers. That was a big, big book because it was it was very eye-opening to see the last 100 years, how they installed presidents and how they installed government programs, how they got away with it, what the EPA was based on, why they did it, um, all these things. And I started really looking into government and I started being very curious about everything. And then I got to a point where it was like, start questioning everything. Well, the more vocal I got about this, the fan base of the show kept growing and growing and growing and I syndicated. Okay. And I, it was huge because people were calling the show and they were going, wow, truth. Oh my gosh, that's true. Oh my gosh, it makes sense. Finally, something makes sense in history. Okay. And I was, I was giving all these stories every day, all these things that I was learning about history and all the things that I had thought were true that weren't and, and so forth. And it was, it was amazing. The people loved it, but guess who didn't love it? <laughs> the politicians the local politicians, state politicians, they didn't love it. Federal politicians, they did not love the fact that I was exposing um, a lot of Agenda 30 and a lot of these long-held plans that the UN announced formally that were coming into our cities, that were changing our cities, mixed-use leases and and city governments buying businesses and competing with the average worker. And, and I mean, it was insane the amount of stuff that I was realizing how broken the system was and how far off of the Constitution we were, how far off of where we should be. And when I started mentioning that, the politicians started calling me a cave person. I'm a cave person. I'm like a cave person? Cave dweller. Because I would mention the Constitution. That was like a dirty word, <laughs> even though they would talk about it when they were pitching themselves for office or they would put their hand on the Bible and swear to defend it. If I mentioned it and I was outing what they were doing, they got more angry. So the only people that ever tried to silence me, the only people not happy with my work were the politicians. And it was really, really sad. A, a congressman called me and uh, said, I thought we were friends. And I was like, no, I'm just telling the truth about your horrible, 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 non-conservative record that you say you're a conservative, but you're not. Clearly, you're in the under the 60 per, 60th percentile. That's that's not a good record. So I'm I'm outing what you're doing. And I was also talking about the things they weren't doing. I was talking about the bills they weren't throwing up. I was I was saying you're not getting rid of omnibus bills. You're not getting rid of the fusion centers that combine CIA and FBI on our soil, which is illegal. And they're all over the country. And that's who's who's capturing all the information off your social media. They build profiles and so forth. They're all over the place. Fusion centers. And I started talking about all these. I'm like, why are you, why why is there no bill for that? Why are why are you not doing anything to get rid of all of this to restore any liberty? And the angrier they got. And still to this day, the only people that give me grief are the politicians. The only people that sponsors are happy and, and I've got people that are happy, but it's the politicians that get irked. They don't want these things exposed. And this is why talk radio is sort of famous for putting in somebody that's non-controversial. Because if you're just there to entertain and kind of sprinkle the little headlines and then you get off the air... You're non-controversial. Nobody's learning really anything. Okay. So, so the people walk away, not changed by the information because you're not bringing any context or history, but that's how talk show hosts are, are hired. 
and they keep them when they don't tell you anything. When they when they kind of give you the superfluous of the day that everybody else is repeating. So you'll on talk radio you'll hear that you'll you'll hear the same story that they're spinning to you in the New York Times and the same one they're spinning to you on Fox News and the same one they're spinning to you on CNN. Those two outlets just have a different lingo. Same story, different lingo. And that's why I appreciated the New American was because there was real reporting there. But that's my point is that the more con- if you're controversial and you're actually educating people, do you want to know how to get the country back? First, you educate. <laughs> and then you have people own their responsibility in what's going on. And then you have people act and get to meetings. And they didn't want people at the public meetings. They didn't want them noticing things that were going on. They didn't want them around. So it's always been the politicians that um, want me removed or don't like what I'm doing or say that it's hate speech. Hate speech is now, it's just when you're exposing what they're doing. (laughs) That's considered hate speech now. Can you even imagine? Hate speech? No, I'm just exposing what you're doing. Nothing hateful about it. Um, and, and the more you expose, see, they have to, they have to change their tune. So I was shining a light on that over and over again, and a lot of pushback from that. But I, when you hear the same story over and over again from everybody and they're covering the same stuff and, and unless they're bringing some more context or a new narrative to it, right. And when I say that kind of narrative, the truth when, unless they're doing that with the headlines, but they're just repeating each other, then you know you're not getting anything substantive. You're, you're just getting the froth, right? You're not getting the drink. So, so we have to demand more as a populace. I tell that story about me coming into radio because no matter what, for some reason, I was supposed to do this. And for some reason... Um, I'm doing this today and I'm still shining a light on things and bringing a different context and a different set of eyeballs to the stories. And I'm so grateful for that. But we as a populace need to demand truth. We need to go to our local stations and demand truth and demand that reporters be honest and demand that we get the truth and stop getting government narratives on everything. It's killing us as a nation. It's killing us because we walk away uneducated, mad, just not educated. And if we're educated in it, then when you when the results are action, then it means something, right? Then it means something. Then it's good. So that's what we need to be doing. This is the New American Weekly with Kate Daly. Thanks for joining me. 